You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Welcome to the Guidepost Rapid Reaction. We just got the Young of the Year numbers for striped bass, and they are worse than we ever could have imagined. Um, if you look at the entire history of record keeping, which goes back to 1954, this is the second worst year on record. Um, the arithmetic mean, which is like a catch per haul for the Maryland Juvenile Striped Bass Index, is about an 11. Um, in 2023, it was a 1.0. That pretty much means there are no fish. Um, to make this even worse, um, you know, the, the Hudson uh, ha- has not had super great years. Uh, New Jersey's Juvenile Abundance Index on the Delaware River has had kind of catastrophically bad years. Maine's Kennebec, catastrophic. Um, Virginia uh, was above the trigger level, which is only 25% of the average. Um, but it, in, in 2020, but in 2021 and 2022, it was below that 25% threshold, which is, you know, the trigger level. Maryland um, was like a below 2.0 in 2019. It was a 1.12 in 2020, 1.65 in 2021, and a 1.78 in 2022. Um, what people tell you and, and what we go on is that they say there's no stock recruitment relationship. And that means the number of fish um, in the system do not determine the number of uh, young striped bass that are hatched. Um, that is true up until a point. If the stock falls below a certain threshold, it absolutely does matter. And there is a stock recruitment relationship. And we firmly believe that we have, we have entered, uh, we have entered that territory. Okay. It is that bad. It is that bad. Um, So let me put this in perspective for y'all. And here's things to be concerned about because October 18th next week, we're going to be talking about addendum two. Uh, it is a valiant effort. It is clearly not enough. No, not, none of the rivers are supporting these fish. And I am strongly contending that it is because of lack of fish. Now, look, there, there are some areas I, I talked to people in Connecticut. They've, some people have had a great season. Um, other people have had horrible seasons. I, I've talked to, you know, the surf fishermen on Block Island. It's been horrible. Uh, it has been incredibly inconsistent, you know, throughout a, a good chunk of Long Island. Um, I think there was a good spring in Cape Cod. You know, if Albies hadn't shown up in the fall, I seriously doubt a lot of our people would even be fishing. Um, I think it's starting to dawn on people. Well, except Maryland DNR and, and New Jersey and Delaware. Let me explain what I'm saying by that. So in addendum two, there's going to be um, included in that, there is going to be an exemption for gillnets. 
you heard me, an exemption for gillnets. There's basically two anchored gillnet fisheries, one in Delaware and one in Virginia. And if anyone wants to guess when those take place, winter, winter, chicken dinner, they take place when the stripers enter the bays to spawn. The Virginia gillnet, anchored gillnet fishery is about in a million pound quota with no upper size limit. And there was an argument made that anchored gillnets have a real high release mortality and they shouldn't have a maximum size limit. Well, I guess it's my conviction then that you shouldn't use anchored gillnets because striped bass are in trouble, a lot of trouble, an awful lot of trouble. And netting gravid females on the way into spawn is just about the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Maryland has a drift gillnet fishery, and they're not allowed to keep fish over 36 inches. However, they have a 3 million pound quota. And because they're not allowed to catch fish over 36 inches, that 3 million pound quota equates to 80% uh, of all the commercially harvested fish on the East Coast in numbers of fish, not weight, numbers of fish, eight zero. So I was on a call in Louisiana uh, the other day, and um, and it was about to be about redfish. And before redfish, they were talking about ducks. And it was the government of Saskatchewan was given a presentation. Delta Waterfowl was there, and Ducks Unlimited was there, and the state of Louisiana's duck biologists were there. And they were talking about all the drone surveys they did in Saskatchewan over the nests and how many how many ducklings fledged. And, and you know, ultimately, they decided that you know, it looked like they could keep the regulations the same. And I know we can't do that for fish, but when you continue with a 3 million pound quota and you know that you've had not, not bad spawns, bad spawn is like a six, a seven, an eight. <clears throat> These are ones. Th this means that the year class is non-existent. They don't exist, okay? So when you're looking at something like that, I mean, just imagine if there was a, you know, a flood in Saskatchewan that wiped out all the nests and they were like, hey, go, go kill six ducks and we'll do it the next year and the next year, we'll do it five years in a row. It's just irresponsible. It's negligence. Um, and I think the, the thing that probably upset me the most besides getting crazy, goofy uh, carve outs for, um, for gillnuts was at the last meeting um, the striped bass management board, Atlantic striped bass management board was talking about what reductions they could make. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, how quickly they could make them. And our good buddy, Mike Luisi at Maryland DNR, who has been nothing short of a gift, uh, to us as far as sound bites for bad management. Um, and, uh, and, and just completely, uh, you know, I don't even know what I can't, I can't even put it into words. Um, he said that there could be no changes to the Maryland commercial striped bass season because they could not print the tags in time. I, I can make a totally off the top of my head, design a sticker, get it die cut and have it in my house in 48 hours. So that is a lie. 
And I guess you're going to own that, Mike. Um, and the thought of, you know, a commercial fishery in the Chesapeake Bay that after five years of abysmal, abysmal recruitment, you've thrown everything you can, you no targeting in April, two week closure in the summer, you know, all of this, all of this insane, you know, just crushing the tackle shops, the guides, just recreational anglers who want to go fishing, just annihilating them and then allowing the charter boats who want to kill everything to fish per client. Crushing us, right? Telling us we can't fish and their answer to fix this is going to be to do no targeting in March. While they had a million pound quota on a drift gill net fishery. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nothing short of negligence. Um and it's coming. It's coming. It's going to come to Cape Cod. It's going to come to Connecticut. It's going to come to New York. You're going to basically have five years of missing fish. And you're going to feel it soon. The Maryland portion of the Chesapeake Bay produces over 50% of the stripers. And as I read to you in the beginning of this podcast, it's not like the other areas are gangbusters. And the, the illusion here is, is that, you know, there were some really, really giant fish that I believe were the probably the 2001 year class um and and maybe i mean the, the, the 2003 year class was pretty good um so you probably a mix of them that you know 20 plus year old fish you had some real giants in there and you, and you, and you had some strong year classes but then you had the 2011s and the 2015s and that is it that is it. So anyone who's like, oh, these, these are too restrictive, I'm going to go out of business. Guess what? If your business is killing stripers, you're going to go out of business anyway. There is nothing, <clears throat> nothing coming down the pipe. And if we can't all get together as a community and demand some pretty drastic action, um, we're going to be hoisted by our own petards. Um, we have fought tooth and nail for this fishery. Um, we've, we've won some, we've lost some, but you, you can't really do anything against catastrophically bad spawns five years in a row. And I can tell you if we turn on that call on the 18th, and everyone hops in line and says, yeah, but I want to carve out for this, or the numbers are terrible, or whatever other idiotic thing that they're going to say. When this stock crashes, somebody's going to write a book about all of this, and that's what they're going to be known as for all time. The people who put us on a bullet train 
to another moratorium. And they're going to own it, every piece of it. I would prefer not for that not to happen. <laughs> and I think the only way that we can avoid that is some pretty restrictive stuff. Um, and most specifically restrictive in New Jersey, the bonus tag has to go. It has to go. 5,000 fish, 5,500 fish last year. It was like 29 fish a day during the bonus tag season. Right, right. 24-inch fish, 29 a day for the whole state of New Jersey. Has anyone driven through New Jersey lately? There's quite a few people. Um, it is the most unaccountable fishery out there. Uh, and and it's a it's a giant loophole where a bunch of uh, Googans, as they would like to call it, kill fish with impunity uh, and never get checked because New Jersey doesn't have a fishing license. Bonus tag's got to go. There has to be massive reform in the Chesapeake Bay. There can no longer be two fish per charter. Charters in the Chesapeake Bay killed twice as many. Uh, I'm sorry, my apologies. Charters in the Maryland portion of the Chesapeake Bay killed more fish than all the charters on the entire coast, and the rest of the Chesapeake Bay and Delaware Bay combined. Has to stop. Commercial fishery has to be deeply, deeply curtailed. Deeply. We are playing with house money. And we're losing badly. And payment's coming. So we're going to put out a blog on this. Thank you for listening. Um, I would put this in the level of unprecedented and specifically for this year, catastrophic. This is not anything other than killing too many fish. These fish are resilient. They can come back. We have to let them come back. And if anyone says climate change, well, my response to that is, okay, fine. Then we need to be even more conservative and have more fish in the water. Even though stripers have been around for like a billion years and uh, have been through plenty of changes, I guess what that says is we got to stop killing so damn many of them. So <clears throat> that's the answer, folks. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send them in to info at saltwaterguidesassociation.org. We read them on the air. Uh, you get yourself a brand new pair of coasters. Uh, and now, now's the time to fight. Fight to the last man. Because uh, stripers need us. Thanks again.